All right, what's up, everybody? This is the Friends of Flavor podcast, episode five, I believe, with me, Weezy Baby, aka Kenny, and I got a uh, old acquaintance slash coworker boss with me. Um, introduce yourself, Clayne Robinson. of mine um known each other for a long time i guess yeah, it's been a while uh so me and clayne used to work for a uh, screen printing company and uh he was pretty much my boss for a good bit of my run there and uh in the graphic arts department so um it's interesting to actually still be in touch with you i know at one point we kind of burned a bridge but i'm glad that we kind of reconnected that yeah so. for sure yeah i mean it's man what a world that was yeah <laughs> oh well it's over now apparently yeah so. where do you even start yeah <clears throat> so um being there it was it's a very uh kind of stressful job because it was very production based so yeah. i think i think a lot of reasons why i don't didn't like um kind of hold a grudge against you was because of I knew, like, I guess, the pressures that you had to go through, so some of the decisions that you had to make wasn't really decisions that you wanted to make. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some decisions, a lot of decisions weren't even mine. Yeah. yeah it, it was, yeah, it, was uh, it was definitely something I reflect on and look back and, you know, and, and think about not necessarily what I could have done differently, but what I would, what I would do in that situation now. Like, yeah. I think I think that's a lot a big reason why I did wanted to like stay in touch with you and reconnect with you because I, like one through social media I could kind of see that your um, your vibe or your like I guess your mindset was kind of similar to mine that you were just like trying to find peace or yeah like, absolutely um, trying to learn how to deal with stuff like that and uh, it's it's definitely something that I, I could connect with and that's one reason why like I'm doing this podcast too is you know like trying to discover myself and find myself and my friends and vibing with people like you and uh, Mandy and David my other friends just having that um that same aura or vibe of just you know taking life as it is right yeah and um kind of growing instead of just staying complacent of what you are you know yeah, growth, growth tends to change in what you think growth is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not a monetary thing in my mind anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we used to work together, so I'm going to start. I have just three basic questions that I pretty much asked all the other guests to, so I'll, I'll start asking that, and then we'll jump into kind of our main topic and maybe a fun topic, I'm not sure. Um, so the first question I asked everyone else was, uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? 
Oh man! Like when you're a kid, you're just like I don't even this. know. I really don't even know. Really? I mean, I, no, I don't because I grew up, you know, pretty rural part of Kentucky, very rural part of Kentucky. Uh, there wasn't a lot of opportunity there. You know, it was a lot of farming and factories. You know, so you know, you didn't. I didn't have a whole lot of a. When did you actually break away from Kentucky then? So when I graduated college. I went to like a, just a community college in Lexington, and after that I applied for UK, and I applied for a job at Toyota in Georgetown. So if I get the job, and it was just a temporary temporary summer job, so I said if I get the job, I'm gonna work the whole summer, save every penny I make, and I'm moving. I'm leaving. Yeah. So I'm going somewhere. I just didn't know want to stay in a small town. Yeah, I just wanted to get away. You know, I felt like. There was a lot of drugs there. There was a lot of poverty. Just no. I didn't. I didn't like where I seen myself going. There. Right. Not much in, in way of not much growth. Right. Happening over yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of people moved to, like here. I think a lot of people moved to New Orleans or you know, close big cities, when they when they leave Mobile. You know, yeah. A lot of people went to Lexington from Harrisburg where I grew up. And it just wasn't far enough away from me. Like I had yeah. to, get, to get out of the whole yeah. state. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I had to put a, a state in between us. I mean, I felt like it was what I wanted to do. I loved the water. I had a cousin that lived here in Mobile, and I talked to him about moving to Biloxi. I mean, I didn't really know this area at all. Yeah. Uh, we grew up going to the East Coast, you know, Myrtle Beach in South Carolina. So I'd been there, but I didn't know this area. So. My cousin convinced me to move to Mobile. I've been here ever since. Oh, okay. So, you didn't know what you wanted to be, be when you grew up, but now, well, especially when I met you, you were kind of a graphical type. Um, so you, you did some of the graphic design stuff. Um, did you actually get a degree and everything in graphic design? I did have a, yeah, from <laughs> LCC in Lexington, which is the Community College of UK. I got a graphic design degree from there, okay. and you know that was kind of like right at the very beginning of web design. So, so how much did you actually learn on the fly at like you know where we used to work and stuff like that? Oh God, I mean <laughs> I learned. I I went into the program knowing it pretty well because my dad was um, he was in like desktop publishing, so okay. he was on the paper side. We oh, always okay. had we grew up. I grew up with access to Adobe Illustrator and and Quark. Uh, Quark Express and all those things that were that were big at the time, so I kind of grew up with the, that whole package. Mm. And when I went to college, I didn't learn a lot just because I'd been exposed to it. And all they're really teaching you is the basics. I'm a terrible artist. Like, <laughs> I made a great career yeah. out of being a terrible artist because <laughs> I can't draw a stick figure. Yeah, Sydney will make fun of me all the time. I can't yeah. draw anything at all. Yeah, that's crazy because she's she's very talented. In she's area. yeah, um, amazing. So. Um, yeah, when I when I grew up too, and getting like I didn't have a graphic design degree when I got into that field, but growing up, and you know, I was pretty technological savvy, and then uh, I picked up Photoshop just to do for fun. But of course, you know, it was a bootleg version. So yeah, yeah. I'm not paying for Photoshop. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, okay, so that's that's interesting that you didn't really okay. Um, yeah, I did grow up in it. I mean, I've been in printing my whole life. Okay, yeah. So it's I don't know. So it's, it's weird to. Like I try to like decipher that to how you are now, so it's kind of like 
I guess you're still like maybe free spirited. I guess you could say that. Um, yeah, that's that's my ultimate goal is just freedom, you know. Yeah. You know, so you know, right now I live in a camper and I don't have a mortgage. You know, nice. That's, that's good, uh, man. Yeah, I mean you that's minimal minimalist. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I want to grow the company and. Yeah. I, so I, like, I need a lot of stress. So, so Clay right now is a. Uh, he runs his own. I guess, would you say screen printing business or just well, advertising Well, I probably business? would have said that in the beginning, but you know, I'm trying to get away from that, that we're just screen printers. Mm-hmm. We do so much more. Yeah, and we even attempted to start a marketing program where we were going to say, you know, not just t-shirts. You know, we do a lot more than just t-shirts. We do t-shirts, and that's a big part of our business, but, you know, I, I, I struggle with just saying screen print. Yeah, because we do so, do much, so much more. Yeah. Yeah, I remember going into that uh, warehouse that you have, and there's like 20 machines back in that bitch. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, yeah, we got a lot of stuff back there. there. We're trying to do, not we're not trying to do everything. We're trying to do the things that we think are the best techniques and have the best output and the best quality. You know, that's yeah. really what we're pushing is quality and that's more good. retail rather than you know. We grew up in the you and I grew up in that promo world where. It's all about quantity. Yeah. You know, so not so much about quality. Yeah, it's not as like, much. Oh, if we fuck something up or you don't like it, we just print a new one, but it's right. still shitty quality. Yeah, I mean, it's a giveaway product. So, yeah. You know, you kind of get what you pay for and with, with that world. I'm not saying that they were terrible. You know, the quality wasn't terrible, but there's a different level between promo and retail. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's yeah, a totally like different level. So we, we <clears throat> order a lot of stuff from you, especially. Um, shirts and stuff and just to even see the different brands of shirts that you sell is they're like designer shirts you know right yeah yeah. and that's why like for me when i see a t-shirt i'm like damn i don't i don't want to sell it for this this amount because it seems high for me as a consumer but then i'm like well you're getting designer shit you know it's not like you're getting a a Hanes t-shirt with a screen something printed on it you know yeah 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 and we we do both of those things you know it's kind of that screen printers world where you most most people want giveaways price right you know, yeah I'm, I'm giving this shirt away or it's an employee shirt or, you know if I'm reselling it it's the margins are really low so you got to be really inexpensive so you end up with a lot of guild and stuff and you know it's a shirt yeah. yeah. Is it something you're going to find in retail? Probably not. You yeah. Know, but it, it, it is what it is. It's a yeah. dollar shirt, basically. Yeah, it all, I guess it all depends on what you're looking for. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guild on, stuff like that. So then be like, you know, do like a sports team or something like that. A kids baseball yeah. team or something. Yeah. And if, you know, a lot of people, a lot of business gives away a shirt. Their, their shirt. Okay. Uh, so next question. What, what do you do for fun now? Like... I know you said you don't watch a lot of TV or anything like that, so... No, I mean, music's my thing. I love music. That's actually my next question, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, so... That's... If if some if, if there's a noise around me, it's usually music. Okay. Yeah, I do watch TV. So, like, what do you and Sydney do, like, for fun? Like, what do y'all do? We go to travel. travel. Yeah. yeah, I actually see you do that a lot, so... Yeah. Like, damn, hell yeah. That's... That's what like me and Roth want to do, you know, is travel as much as we can. Yeah. Whenever we get a, a free break. Yeah, yeah, and that's 
it you know COVID definitely put a halt to that. We yeah. were traveling a lot, and and we probably honestly needed to to focus in on on work and get some things done. So you know, that's what we've been doing the last year. But we were still throwing a trip here and there, try to just yeah, get we, somewhere. We try to like I think something that Ross is trying to do now is go to somewhere new at least once in the year. So like go somewhere we've never been before. Yeah. Know? Which is it's pretty cool. Um, like this year we went to Colorado and that was super fun. Uh, yeah, it looked like it was fun. Yeah, <laughs> snowboarding for the first time is definitely <laughs> adventure. Like I was fuck, I was fucking terrible with that. <laughs> the thing with snowboarding is like it, it's attached to your foot, so right. a lot of times when you get up and down, you have to latch that thing on and off over and over and over. Like it, it was definitely a workout for that full day. Yeah, I, I wore my ass off. <laughs> um, I've never tried. I would love to. I think you've never been skiing or anything. No, no. I think if I if I could do either ski or a snowboard, I'd definitely be a better snowboarder. I don't. I've never been able to ski. Skateboarder or anything? Uh, yeah. Just yeah, just like messing around with Landon. Mm -hmm. He does the longboard and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, So is that really good at it, or he just? Yeah, yeah, he is. Sweet. That's pretty dope. Um, so my next question, since you music your thing, I know like back in our, uh, when we used to work together, we used to exchange music and different things we listen to. So like, what are you listening to now? Oh man, I listen to everything. It's my, my selection is so weird. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it really sets my mood. So it depends on how I feel yeah, and what I play. I, I kind of am too. Yeah. Um, yeah it, but there's a lot of times I do just play, play like, which sucks because like I'll play top 40 just to hear what's out there now but a lot of stuff is kind of uh. yeah no that's that if you went through my history you'd never find a top 40 really no wow. I, I can't do that's, it that's good just because it gets so overplayed and it's really not even the best music out there yeah yeah exactly. i think if you i like to pick music where i just love the song and then i'll create a station off of that and then just drive it you just use spotify or yeah okay. yeah yeah so like yeah every, like so every friday they'll do like new music friday so i'll like scan that whole list of new music every Friday just to see if there's anything I like and a lot of times it's just like well one hip hop is terrible now um, there's a few good things like J. Cole just came out with one that I've been listening yeah, to that, and yeah. that's actually really good um, but I think I think with music too I'm also like attracted to one the type of the artist um, type of person like, like me just connecting with you and everyone else like same vibe, you know. Right, like yeah. One of my favorite uh, artists now is uh, Big Sean, and he's a rapper too. Yeah, he, yeah. His mindset and his like thinking, logic, and stuff is just like so like. Yeah, it he's seems like he changed like like you know from his old stuff. Yeah. To now, he's like he's a different person. It seems like exactly. And I've, I see that too. I've I've listened to a recent interview with him on a of a kind of a. Um, growth podcast too and he's he's a very spiritual person is he yeah so he's like he's really into um, meditating and he yeah. definitely gives back to the, his community and stuff like that and he's very uh, against uh, American medicine so like he'll, he'll find different routes and herbs and like yeah. natural medicines that he's done with like him and his mom like him and his mom he got through like a like some kind of like heart thing as a kid. Doctors said that you know he would never get over it. Da da da. But he started doing these like natural remedies that him and his mom found, and he got over it. And yeah, it was, 
It's a very interesting story to see him go. Yeah, through. there's so many, there's so many stories to that out there. Uh, our mo- modern medicine is amazing at what it can do, but I think it's definitely overused. Yeah, well, well medicine nowadays is kind of definitely a um, a money game. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's somewhat legal drugs. Yeah. So it's kind of like you'll probably never find a cure for AIDS because why would you? You know, like when you yeah, such a money, try to treat right? it, it's yeah. a money grab. Um, so what you listen to a lot of things so what's what's one give me like three of your top artists that you probably listen to go back. well I think at uh, I grew up big time on Jimmy Buffett hold up okay. a huge Jimmy Buffett fan just Being from Parrothead huh? Parrothead yeah <laughs> it's actually that's where you know well no I won't go there but uh, have you seen him in concert once yeah, once? yeah. yeah. Well, how was that? It was fun. It was yeah. super fun. I mean, it's just a bunch of middle-aged white dudes that are just drunk on margaritas. You know? <laughs> yeah. There's no. It's not like going to a big rock concert yeah, yeah. and everybody's fighting. I'm sure it's definitely a a, a good experience. I guess it's fun. His, yeah, his it's experience. Just, yeah, it's fun. It's a good crowd, and you know, I haven't been. I've only been once. I've seen him in Cincinnati. Um, out of all places, you went to Cincinnati to see him? Well, this was like 15 years ago. So, okay. you know, I grew up close to Cincinnati. He's okay. only a couple hours away. So, Jimmy Buffett won. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett is kind of the long term. I go back to Jimmy Buffett all the time. Okay. But here's the thing I don't like, you'll never see me play songs you know about heart. Like, really? I don't like those songs because they're just overplayed. Yeah. I like definitely. his old stuff. And, you know, he was a country singer in, in the beginning. Stuff that people don't really talk about. Right? Yeah, nobody knows his old stuff. Yeah. But it's fantastic. Man, it's such good music. Because it's, I don't know, it's like, it's almost comedic to, you know, to listen to it. Because he's, he's really just jabbing at all the old country singers. Oh, okay. Conway Twitty and all these people. Okay. It's pretty funny. I have to check that out, some of this stuff. Because I like, when, you, when I think of Jim, Buff, Jim Buffett, all you ever think about is like, you know, Margaritaville, Cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all that stuff. Yeah, that's the stuff that you hear. Yeah. I always cringe when that stuff comes on. <laughs> it just gives it a bad name. Alright, that's but, one genre, so... What's... Yeah, so, like, Far Extreme, my favorite rapper is Wiz Khalifa. Really? Yeah, I love Wiz. I mean, I, I, I've listened to him. I liked his first album when he came out, and um, he he get, he has a few good hits here and there, but I haven't really <coughs> dove into uh, more of his newer stuff, but... Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I mean, he's just... He's kind of the same, like, you talk about connecting with people oh no I definitely see that in him too yeah I, I definitely see that in him and you know he's just he's just really chill seems like super good chill guy you yeah know, he's not talking about shooting people and yeah well well, one he's definitely a, a pothead one but yeah um, like even just following him on like social media and stuff and just looking at some of the stuff I'm, he got really big into um I think like MMA at one point, and he, yeah, I know he, he started training, training yeah. a lot like that. And he, he, I mean, he's already skinny, so it's, yeah. to me, it's like yeah. it's not hard to show off a lot of muscle when you're skinny. But he, he was pretty ripped at one point. Yeah. I think he actually did put on more body weight. Yeah, um, he could he put on like two person. pounds of muscle. Like <laughs> a different person. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> and he's tiny. Uh, yeah, I see him on Instagram sometimes. He'll still be doing some training stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I don't see him. Well, I guess I have seen him spar, but. Yeah, I like Wiz a lot. Alright, um, so those are the three basic like questions I remember. Like, well, the listening thing was different. 
because the only reason I asked you is because you know we used to exchange music. So it's, I thought it would be neat to throw in a few few things um, that kind of tied us in the past, like behind the scenes. I, I ordered hungry howries for for claim because that's all we would eat at the old place whenever they're like oh you're working 10 12 hours a day here's some yeah. fucking hungry howries here's what the budget calls for yeah hungry howries hungry howries no, for everybody that was a uh, that was like a throwback that i kind of forgotten about yeah we did have hungry howies all the I, time. I always hated that too where they're like oh you, sh- you should be appreciative most people don't buy lunch for the crew and stuff <laughs> Yeah, I should be appreciative that you're working me like a dog. Right, yeah. Um, I don't know that the exchange was even. Yeah. <laughs> so going going back to um, where we used to work and stuff like that, um, I came up with some... The topic I want to discuss is kind of like, you know, stress and stuff like that. And like I said, the reason why I'm, I'm glad that we kind of reconnected was because of your mindset and the way you, you're kind of like... Um, more chill and all about growth and zending out and just you know, like more or less just enjoying life and taking it as it is instead of worrying about stupid shit and stuff like that. Right. Like that's that's how I'm trying to live um, for the most part. It's just not worry about you know the little things or um, try to change my mindset and not. I guess more or less like be angry all the time. Like sometimes I just find myself like mad at stupid shit or mad at right. things that people do that just irk the crap out of me but I'm like why like right that you're you're then allowing said person or said thing to take away your peace yeah you know? yeah and they they could care less about that exactly <laughs> exactly they couldn't, couldn't care less about that and that, that's what always drove me crazy is like someone could do you wrong or or something like that and they can give two fucks about what you're right. thinking or what you're going yeah. through and stuff like that, but it eats you up inside, you know? So, like, then you just go around and think, like, well, why did this person do me wrong and how come it doesn't bother them? Because they don't give a shit. Yeah. But you do, you know? And it, it takes yeah. away your peace big time. It does. Yeah, and I mean, the only... You, you have control of that. And that's really the hardest thing to figure out is how to find that control, you know? How do you... How do you stop not caring? You don't want to stop caring, but you can't let it guide you. You can't let it affect your mood and you know where you're trying to go in life. Yeah, you can't let other people drag you down. So my first question for that topic is, or this topic is, um, how do you how do you personally overcome like very stressful situations? I mean, I try to stay with a routine so that I don't have to deal with the situation itself. Like, you know, I think if you do enough preventative maintenance that you'll lessen those times drastically. Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't have to, you just don't, I don't get angry anymore. You know, one, I remove myself from a lot of situations that were very stressful situations. The work situation was very stressful. Um, you know, it was just a lot of, a lot of stressful stuff. <clears throat> Mostly removed, you know, n- not by choice, but once I landed where I was at, it was kind of like, I, I've only, you know, I've got control of how I look at these things. Mm-hmm. You know? So I started you know, like meditation, do a lot of prayer. Uh, you know, I tried to just... I heard meditation is a, a very good way to, um, I guess, stress relief and stuff like that. And it's actually very good for your mind. Um, I just never really dove into that. Something like, yeah. like me, I, I 
one, I guess in a way it could be a form of meditation. It's just yoga. Like I would love to get into yoga a little bit more too, just because to be more flexible. You know, when you get yeah. old, you, well, you yeah, can't fucking... keeps uh, your body healthy. Yeah, and keeps your body healthy. It does help your mind as well. And that's how I start my day. I get up 5 a.m. I do... Every day, 5 a.m.? Well, I don't do it on the weekend. So okay. Monday through Friday, I get up at 5. I do 20 to... I've been doing 30 minutes of yoga now. And Damn. then I do like 15 minutes of meditation. Okay. And then at like 6 o'clock, I start my day. You know, I start Damn, that's, whatever I got to do for That's work. pretty awesome, man. And that's just been, you know, that's kind of where the path has led me. You know, and I think it's just figuring out what works for you. Yeah. Running works for me a lot, too. I love to run. Uh-huh. I haven't ran in oh, months, probably, you know. Yeah, because I know, like, I, when I had to, once I got laid off from the other job, I was like, and I didn't see you for a long time, and I did see you, I'm like, holy cow, dude, like, you, you lost a lot of weight, yeah. but you didn't, you didn't look, like, sick, or right. anything like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you look like yeah. you were some, definitely like, look he- healthier now. Man. Yeah. Uh, probably, probably healthier and younger, even though I'm bald. <laughs> now <laughs> I mean, I you got am. a lot of hair on your face now. So, <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, I wish I could grow a beard. I just tried to distract beard. you from the, the bald head. <laughs> um, so, ah, damn, what was where was I going with that? Um, yeah, you, like, so when I got laid off, it was just kind of like, it was a relief. But it was also like, well, fuck, what's next? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I had that same situation happen. You know, yeah. and it was terrible. It was perfect timing. It seemed terrible, you know, because there was so much going on in my life at the time. Yeah. And then I lose my job on top of it. So, but I remember in the conversation, guy sits down in front of me, and I knew what was happening. Like, yeah. it was obvious what was happening. Yeah, that's how I was too. And it, like, the... I, I was struggling to keep a smile off my face, not because I thought it was stupid or, you know, a dumb move or that it was any kind of vengeance or anything to it. It was just like pure relief that was coming out. And I knew exactly what I was going to do at that moment. Mm -hmm. I just, here we go. You knew what your next step was. And it just kind of, in a way, forced you to play your hand. Yeah, it did. Yeah, It, it forced me into it. Which was needed, you know. Obviously, I wasn't going anywhere on my own. Yeah, yeah. Part of me in, in that situation was like I was in there, and um, they sat me down, and you know, I knew, I knew it was coming, and I knew why. But it, it definitely hurt me to know that my manager, in a way, um, more or less, I, I would take it as stabbed me in the back. But I definitely didn't get any support there. But part of me was like, I didn't say anything the whole thing really, because I, I knew it was coming. But part of me was like, inside, I really wanted to go off on that person, right? Um, because I knew that type, how that, what, to me, well, I don't, I don't know, just still close friends with them. I know you were for a little bit, but um, I, I just like part of me was like, I, I knew how he was at work, and that I'm sure he could care two fucks about any of those people there, you know, really, and um. But it's a numbers game, so I don't know what he had to deal with either. So, but part of me wanted to go off on him, but I just I didn't say anything, and I just yeah. handed my badge and walked off. And it was uh, definitely a little bit of relief, but also kind of like, well, fuck, what's next? Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad everything worked out the way it did, though. Um, so, uh, what my next question? Well, in a way, kind of already know, but what made you to decide? 
to be your own boss? Like, what made you decide to open up High Five and do all that? Is it just because of your knowledge in it, or? Yeah, I mean, I spent the last almost 20 years working in printing and learning. I learned a lot, you know? I knew the graphic side, I knew the art side, I ran that whole side. I ran most areas in that, that building I ran at some level, except for production. You know, I didn't, I, I mean, as far as prep, I think is where we got in, involved. Yeah. We were in prep at the time. Um, and, and just being able to grow in that company, be exposed to the things I was exposed to at extreme levels. I mean, dealing with companies like Infor and their, their talent level was insane to sit down with some of these people and just see how crazy talented they are. To be exposed to that, um, going to India three times, you know, building that relationship with, with How people. was that, by the way? Like, oh my God. So you, uh, I always see you, um, the times you did go, you're just like, I guess it was definitely a uh, eye-opening and life-changing experience, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I never came back from one trip. The first trip was obviously just kind of like, you're in shock because you don't know what to expect. You hear stories, you know, good and bad. Um, I never came back with like this enlightened, I got to go to India and live there the rest of my life. I've kind of grown into that now. Like <laughs> That would be my retirement plan if I could retire in oh, yeah. South India. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 I mean, so, my... <laughs> Uh, mine's small, small shit. Then I'm like, man, I just want to retire in Destin. <laughs> well, yeah, Destin's going to be way more expensive than in, than South. Yeah, India. definitely, probably. Um, it's probably a lot cheaper to do things over there. So yeah, I mean, it's an amazing country, great people. I love it. Do you still keep in contact with uh, the India people? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The they, did, they did a lot of the um, what we did the. Uh, we outsourced a lot yeah, of the art. We outsourced that yeah. stuff. So yeah. So you're still. Friends with them and keeping contact with them. I talked to Ashok more than anybody. Him and I are working together on some things. Um, so he still helps you with um, some of the stuff you're doing now. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're super talented people. Yeah. I mean, amazing people. So you know, getting to be exposed to that. You know, this kid that grew up in rural Kentucky that would. I was scared to go to India, honestly, just because. You just don't know. You know? Yeah, I'm you, scared to go overseas. Like, my mom always wants me, you know, go back to Laos, and um, Roth wants to go back to Cambodia one day with her mom and stuff like that. Which, you know, I, I don't, I don't mind going um, stuff like that. Was, part of me is like, you know, yeah. look, I'm, I'm, I'm a kid from Mobile or whatever. I'm like, I've never been introduced to that, and I'm not like, um, I'm not from the country and shit like that. So yeah. I'm like, man, well, would I even be able to make it out there? <laughs> <laughs> I think you would do fine. <laughs> All right, so my next question throughout, I guess, like, just seeing you, like, I, I can definitely tell that you, you've gone through, like, I guess, like, a drastic change or your or your lifestyle. Like, when I first got back in contact with you, it was like, I was like, oh, shit, you don't drink no more? Like, right. that, that surprised me. So, um Throughout your, I guess, journey so far, like, what's the most valuable lesson or advice that you, you've learned so far as far as um, being the way you are, like, having the, the type of mindset that you do now, like, what's the most valuable thing you've learned? Just to be yourself. Mm -hmm. 
that's a pretty good advice. Like that's that's what I try to do too, and that's what I try to teach my kids as well. Um, yeah, you'll have enough people tell you to be something else, or you know, to tell you their way is the right way. I mean, you just get brown beat to be somebody to everybody. You know, everybody's doing it. So, you know, it, it took me a long time to figure that out. Yeah, I, I came to Mobile, I came to Mobile to <clears throat> be free, basically. You know, not to fall into the traps of Harrisburg, Kentucky, not to, and I, because I knew myself, you know, I seen, I seen where I was going to go there, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a good, good path. So I came here, and I just, I changed who I was, really. You know, and, and lost kind of, kind of lost myself. Yeah, I think that's like um, something that uh, I guess my current journey is like. So, it's, like I said, with the podcast and stuff, it's just like I don't necessarily know exactly who I am now, or you know what, more or less what I want out of my life or what I want to do in life. Um, I definitely don't want to be working. Uh, like a nine to five job, you know, the rest of my life, just like, yeah. like to you, like I admire you for doing your own business, for doing your own thing. I mean, you definitely take a lot of risk in doing it. And like you said, you're living in a camper, you're very minimal right now, but you're, you're doing what you want. You're yeah. your own boss. You're, you're living that American dream, you know? Yeah. yeah. And you know, like people are like, Oh, you, you own a fucking restaurant. You should be rich. Uh, right. I'm not. Right. Like, no, it's a struggle. It is. It's a struggle. <laughs> like I have, five other people I'm dealing with yeah. and we're just trying to make a profit right now and there's people like we had someone ask hey you want to open a franchise or do you want to franchise it out I'm like I could barely open, run my shop now like yeah yeah you know? how am I going to do that so I can't open another one yet but yeah. um yeah it's definitely an eye-opening journey like just trying to figure out what you want to do or what you want to be in life yeah um, to to be able to like connect and bond with someone like you or my other friends just like kind of grow myself within you guys and learning from like your experiences and the things you go through like so like I ask ask you guys these questions and talk to you and want to dive into your mind because I I, want to improve myself yeah yeah I want to get better at you know my journey in my life and stuff like that and I guess in a way it's kind of selfish but it's also kind of like you're growing together. No, it's what you should be doing. I yeah. mean, there's people out there that have, have been through things that are far worse or, you know, even the same things and they can help you through those journeys and you should be looking for help. I mean, it's, I think you know, there's such a stigma against like mental health, Yeah. you know, and that's really what it is. You know, everybody's in their own head about things. People try to make you feel certain ways and, you know, mental health becomes like this, stigma and you can't yeah. talk about it you can't talk to anybody so, like my the, the episode I did with David we talked a lot about mental health and how I guess with COVID now it's like definitely a rise because people are in their own, their own heads but um, I, don't been, know, it's, I don't I wouldn't say it's a rise I think it's a I think more than anything right now it's like a, an unveiling of what's really been going on you know because yeah. I, I mean I look back at how stressed I was at, at Crown most people didn't see it at Crown, you know, at, at, at that building, I was a different person. Uh, 
behind closed doors. Yeah, like inside my head. No, most people didn't see what you were going through in your struggles. I think that's a, that's a big deal too. Is um, like I, I don't know how you were raised or anything like that in your family or stuff like that, but um, especially the male persona. Um, and the episode yeah. I had with David is like you you weren't a lot of people weren't taught or trained not necessarily trained but were um, raised to be able to express their emotions that especially is. guys like, yeah it was they, shut down quick yeah so they like they, you were taught to be the man of the house and you can't cry and stuff like that yeah. and guys aren't supposed to and um, I, I told my, my buddy on the last episode I did with him was like when my dad passed away, like it hit pretty hard, but I had all these people coming in and saying, "Hey, you can't cry." Like, right. Like how how do how do how do you not cry at your dad's funeral? Like, I mean, I didn't I didn't bawl or anything like that a lot. Like when it first happened, but you know, like with any passing, it hits you certain days. Yeah. And if you haven't lost someone super close to you like that, then you wouldn't know, you know. Um, but like, yeah, it it just tripped me out when someone told me you're not allowed to cry. I'm like. What? Right. You know, you, you have to be strong for your, your family and stuff like that. I'm like, I get that. Like, I can, yeah. but it doesn't mean I'm not, I shouldn't be able to not cry or right, right. show emotion, yeah. you know? No, for sure. Yeah, but that's the way it's been for so long. You know, that's the way it's been is guys can't show emotion. If they do, they're weak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like your, the, the persona is like your vulnerability is not attractive or the showing that you're weak is not attractive yeah. guys are supposed to be this manly man and strong strong type person but I, I tell people all the time I tell my son like my son I feel like he's a, a big reflection of me because you know we're not we're not manly men we I don't do fucking repairs around the house right. fix yeah. cars or shit like that but you know what I do have to offer it balances out in in the partner that I'm with you know right so um yeah. There's, there's really no like to me there's really no prototype to what a man should be or anything like that and well there shouldn't be but society kind of drives that yeah society drives that expectation of what you should be or shouldn't be as a male or female and, you know it's it's not necessary you know yeah. you be your own person and do yeah, your own and that, things that goes that goes back see like you saying that goes back to um, the advice you said about just being yourself and um that's that's one thing like as as much as my son might drive me crazy on certain things that's that's one thing i i pride myself in telling him and pride, like i'm proud of him for being that way is he's always himself he, he's he's gonna do what he wants to do he's not gonna go you know hang out with this group of people just because it's the cool yeah, thing right he, he's he's gonna be like hey i i just want to go home and do this he'll right. do it yeah, you know, yeah. he's not He's, he's not going to be like, oh, well, so-and-so are going bowling till one in the morning. He's like, well, I don't want to do that. I'm right. just going to go home. And that, that's, I respect that. Out of yeah, him, me man. too. Yeah, yeah, I see that in my son already. Yeah. He's almost nine. It's, it's crazy how you can see certain parts of yourself in your kids. Yeah. Like, um, I see that in my daughter too. And I actually, I tell my daughter about him. Like, my daughter's the exact opposite from my son in that she she is... Want, she wants to be in the, the in crowd. Yeah, yeah. She wants to be somewhat popular. And there's some times where she just does what she wants to do and she's free-spirited too, but not as much as that kid. 
Like she, she'll want to do what's part of the income. Yeah. But I, I think I don't have to worry about peer pressure too much with my son when he gets older um, than with my daughter, which I'll, I'm sure she's going <laughs> to make me get a lot more gray hair than yeah. I have now. You're going to find that peace before she gets mm-hmm. too old. Yeah. Yeah, daughters are going to be different. I mean, I got one that's six. And, she's six now? Yeah. Okay. How old is Landon? He'll be nine in just a couple of weeks. Okay. Week after next. Man. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it's crazy. You never, you never know how much kids would change your life until you, you actually get them. Oh, it, for sure. It, I always find it interesting to um, see, like, not not saying that I don't, I didn't expect you to have kids, but like the way your lifestyle was, and I guess how your your exes was, it was kind of like you guys were definitely kind of like a the the more like the mingle type people. Like I was like, I didn't really see you guys ready to settle down for kids, you know. And then when it actually happens, you're like you see it change yeah. a person, you know. Yeah, it was always an expectation of mine. I mean, yeah. that was one of the first questions I asked. Like, if I'm gonna be in a relationship and I've got an expectation in the future, I'm gonna communicate it. But it was one of the things like I said was, hey, if you don't want to have kids, then hey, we can stop right now because yeah, that's something I definitely want. That's good, man. So the figures, it sounds like you you pretty much have this idea of what you want out of life well, I think there's definitely certain things I want to achieve for sure yeah you know and it's more for the experience you know what's what's like a goal that you you feel like you've hit or crushed like this this year this year it basically is based on survival man it's every month you know every Friday that I make it to and have paid my bills honestly that's that's big for me right now (laughs) but it's just it's a different time in my life where money wasn't a problem in the past you know you know now trying to survive on your own it's different you know you just do different things do you find it um more rewarding oh absolutely now that you you actually I don't feel like I work ever yeah you, you struggle but you um you don't hate waking up every morning? Not at all. I love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have such a, a blast. I work with great people. It's amazing. Yeah. That's great, dude. Like, I'm super happy for you, man. Like, you definitely deserve that. And you definitely show that you you put the work out there. And um, that's why I, ch- I got my, my kid turned 16 next week. And which is crazy because I don't feel like I'm that old. <laughs> I think that's, that's part of me, too, um, with the podcast and stuff like that. And finding myself as like, a lot of times, like I'm 35, like I don't, I don't feel like I'm that old. Like anytime I talk to anyone, even when it's someone younger than me, like my boss right now is probably like in his early 20s. He's super bright. He's super smart, and um, he definitely has a mindset that I, I love too. But like, I'm older than him, but like I, I find myself learning from him a lot. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't like, think age matters as much. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's definitely. based on experience for sure. And and your focus, you know, the your personal focus. Because whatever you focus on, that's what you're going to get out of things. Yeah. I could probably talk to you forever about this stuff. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I've, I've been deeply involved in all of it. Well, at first, at first when I, I did every podcast, it would be like, oh, shit, I need to try to make each podcast a, a set amount of time. Um but now I'm like, well, I can go over and then just make it a two, maybe three part if I yeah. need to, you know? 
No, so I'm, I'm the type where I could sit and talk forever. Yeah. You know, as far as. So I'm, I'm definitely learning that. Um, as far as the podcast goes. Uh. And that's exactly what I did. I broke this episode up into two parts because our conversation carried on probably for like an hour and a half. So it was great conversation. I enjoyed it and I didn't want to cut it short just because it was carrying on too long. Um, so part two will probably be out in a couple of weeks. Um, and I hope you enjoyed this first one. So uh, it was definitely a... I guess not really eye-opening experience or conversation, but it was very um, refreshing to reconnect and talk to uh, Clayne about everything that he's been through and how he's been changing his life. So it's something that I definitely want to strive to do with myself, and I hope everyone does too, man. That's what this thing is all about, the journey, the growth. So, yeah, look out for the next episode. Peace.